The Boston Bruins are on a nine-game point streak heading into tonight's game against the Carolina Hurricanes, and I'm wondering if grapes are what's key to their recent success. Also, let's play What's More Likely Wednesday here on a brand new episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke B. Today is Wednesday, January 24th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your daily routine. Free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. The Bruins are preparing for a game tonight against the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll preview that later on in the podcast. First, we're going to play What's More Likely. But also a reminder that you can find the podcast on social media at Locked NHL Bruins. And you can find me, my hockey thoughts and dad jokes at Ian C. McLaren. All right, what's more likely? This is a game I believe I played a couple times back in the summer where we take two opposing scenarios and discuss which one is more likely. Let's begin with playoffs. Now, the Bruins, of course, are a fantastic regular season team. Over the past two seasons, they are the best team in the NHL. All right, we know they had the historic run last year against all odds. Well, maybe not all odds, but against most odds. They are right back up there um, to begin 2023, 2024, not even to begin, to continue. In fact, since the beginning of last season, they are 29 points clear of second place Vegas in the overall standings. They played 128 games. They have a record under Jim Montgomery of 94, 20, and 14. That's a 789 point percentage. The next closest team in that respect, is Colorado at 667. Just unreal success under head coach Jim Montgomery. But if you're on X, anytime you tweet about the Bruins, someone is going to say, but what about the playoffs? Look what they did in the playoffs last year. They stink. They choked. Nothing matters except the playoffs. Sure, perhaps if... Your only goal in life is to see your favorite sports team win a championship, then you're going to be disappointed more often than not. In my lifetime, I think I calculated it, the Bruins have won, what, 3% of all possible Stanley Cups. So you're going to be disappointed 97% of the time. All right? So just enjoy the ride, is my advice. And that's my philosophy at the moment. But. For the purpose of this conversation, we're going to look at what's more likely, 
the Bruins flaming out in the first round of the playoffs once again, or going all the way and winning the Stanley Cup. For me, I'm picking Cup. Cup or Crumble, that's the question. I'm going Stanley Cup for a couple of reasons, all right? First, while the Bruins failed to advance last year in what was seen as kind of their last dance, their last opportunity with Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci in the mix. It was Jim Montgomery's first kick at the kick of the cup with this squad. And there's no question that he made some errors in the playoffs last year. Should have gone to Jeremy Swayman sooner. He tinkered with the lines way too much. And also some load management down the stretch may have been more in order. But he's a very good coach, and you have to believe that he's going to learn from those mistakes and implement some changes here in the upcoming playoff run, whether it be sticking to a goalie rotation, which has worked so far in the regular season, although we have, of course, seen Jeremy Swayman get more starts recently with Allmark injured. And perhaps it's becoming clear that he is more the 1A than the 1B. Maybe you go with Swayman to begin the playoffs, but you can't be beholden to one goalie. You you have two elite goaltenders, just make a switch as early as possible. These guys understand that they're a tandem, they're a duo. They don't seem too precious about that playing time obviously you want to be in net in the playoffs you want to have those big game performances but for the benefit of the team just make switches earlier don't wait until game seven to give jeremy swayman a start or vice versa if he's struggling in all marks fresh so i think he, he learned from that um i think and we'll discuss this coming up but i think we're going to have more of a sense of what is going to work in terms of line structures in the postseason as well. Again, when Patrice Bergeron came back and Montgomery decided to keep Brad Marchand with Charlie Coyle, that was, that was a double head scratcher. Um, I don't think you'll see those same mistakes by Jim Montgomery. Also, look at the quality of competition. The Bruins, right now, first place in the Atlantic, first in the East. If they were to uh, begin the playoffs today, they would take on the second wildcard team. Right now, that is the Detroit Red Wings. Last year, the Florida Panthers, yeah, they kind of sneaked into the playoffs, squeaked into the playoffs, but they were the reigning President's Trophy winners. And... Same can't be said of teams in the mix for the wild card at the moment. Detroit, New Jersey, the Islanders, Capitals. Is anybody afraid of any of these teams? I don't think so. Um, We perhaps underrated Florida last year because of the wide gap in points, but that was still a very good team. I'm not as concerned about um, Florida. Oh, sorry, about Toronto, Detroit, New Jersey, the Islanders. These are the teams in the mix for a uh, wildcard spot at the moment, even Tampa Bay. I think the Bruins, their structure, their confidence, their overall team play, 
uh, has them better suited for success. Plus, it's a pretty wide open field this year. The fact that the Bruins are in first place tells you it, this was supposed to be a transition year. It tells you that there are no real juggernauts in the NHL at the moment. Although you could argue the Oilers are after having won 14 in a row. But they just beat the Winnipeg Jets, who are seen as probably as close to a Stanley Cup contender as you can get. Uh, how cool would it be to beat Vancouver again in the finals? But other teams have holes, they have flaws, and pending movement at the trade deadline, uh, the Bruins are as well-positioned depth-wise to compete as any other team. You need to have four lines, three effective defensive pairings, two good goalies. The Bruins have that right now, and that's why I believe they're more likely to win the Cup than to flame out in the first round. Part of that, of course, has to do with the trade deadline and whether or not Don Sweeney will swing at the deadline or sit on what he has. And uh, we will discuss that here coming up as the podcast continues. If you're looking to hire in 2024, then you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to their data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Just go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on LockedOn Boston Bruins. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions do apply, but if you need to hire, you need Indeed. Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your daily routine, free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And Locked On has recently launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, the second question here on what's more likely is with regards to the trade deadline. Does Don Sweeney swing or does he sit? And I'm going to err on the side of sitting here. First of all, we've talked about this. Many times here on the podcast, the Bruins have very limited trade resources to work with. They don't have a first-round pick this year. It's top 10 protected. The Bruins are not going to finish in the bottom 10. So Detroit will get Boston's first-round pick because it was part of the Tyler Bertuzzi trade. Uh, The Bruins also don't have a second-round pick this year or next year. They don't have a third-round pick this year or a seventh-round pick as if that's much of a trade commodity. So only one pick in the first two rounds of the next two drafts to work from. Not much. Then when you look at, you know, prospects, you're not trading Mason Lorai. You're not trading Fabian Lysel. You're not trading, um, who else? You know, John Beecher. These are the kinds of, 
players that you're going to be building around. Uh, maybe not building around, but they're going to be complementing the core moving forward. Now, do they perhaps wave, not wave, but float a Georgie Merkulov after his successful AHL stint to date? I don't know what he's going to bring back. Uh, a prospect like Brett Harrison or um, Brandon Bussey, perhaps. You know, probably not. There's really not much to work with here. And the guys on the roster who are impending unrestricted free agents, those guys are typically candidates to be moved come trade deadline. But you're you're holding on to these guys for the playoff push. James Van Riemsdyk, Danton Heinen, uh, Kevin Shattenkirk, Jake DeBrusque, who we hope will be resigned at some point soon. The only movement you could make is Grizzlick or Forbort off the blue line. Parker Witherspoon has played fantastic as of late. He could easily step in for either of those two. Although I'd prefer Forbort to be the one traded, but are you really going to be improving the team by signing or trading Forbort? Are you just going to be recouping picks? I don't know what the strategy would be there. All that to say, I don't really see Don Sweeney being super active at the trade deadline. Now, having said that, we do know that trades have been a strength of Don Sweeney's tenure as general manager. For ranking like the three main responsibilities, I'd say trades, signings, drafting. That would ha- That's how you would rank it. He's made some savvy decisions. He's traded for guys with... Uh, you know, control or the ability to retain in the past. Charlie Coyle, Hampus Lindholm among them. He has also made some huge swings uh, like last year. Bertuzzi, Orlov, Hathaway go all the way back to Rick Nash several years ago, trading a first round pick, Ryan Lindgren. Does he, does he do that this year? Or here's the thing to keep in mind as well. And I touched on this in the first segment with regards to the lineup. There's an argument to be made that perhaps they did a bit too much last year. And perhaps the chemistry was a bit off or it was hard to know exactly where to slot everybody in. The Bruins have a pretty tight-knit group at the moment. They have... Some pretty good lines rolling right now. Um, they have, oh, I should mention Matt Potra, another guy. You're, you're not trading him. That's one of those complimentary slash perhaps even core players moving forward. If anything, he might get sent back to the OHL before his 40-game mark to preserve that um, UFA year from going from age 27 to age 26. So far, he has played 32 games, so that decision is coming up. Um, And I think that was one of the reasons why they sent him to the World Juniors was to kind of delay that till closer to the trade deadline. So that is one area. I mean, there's certainly the areas where they could improve. You'd love to see them add another scoring winger. Um, Yeah, upgrading on defense over forward or adding some depth in the event of injury. We all know that 
is going to happen. The Bruins aren't going to remain 100% healthy. Uh, you want James Van Riemsdyk as a second line forward in the playoffs, or would you rather have him in the bottom six and on the power play? Are you going to rely on Jesper Bokvist uh, moving forward with Heinen and Potra on the fourth line? There is room for upgrades, but there's not really much to work with in terms of trade capital. And that's where Don Sweeney is a bit stuck. Also, in terms of cap space, the Bruins don't have a ton of that. And don't forget, $4.5 million at the moment, which would be a nice upgrade at the deadline. That is going to bonuses for Bergeron and Krejci. Right now, they only... They have about 61,000 in available cap space. So unless someone goes on LTIR, there's really not much to work with unless you're subtracting from the roster. Maybe someone wants a, a Derek Forbort and they're willing to flip a forward. That's possible. Those aren't usually the kind of deals we see around trade deadline time. It's usually rentals for picks and what have you. And that's possible. Maybe someone wants Forbort and they elect to get some picks back and they just promote Parker Witherspoon. Maybe that's the kind of deal. Not upgrading, but trying to recoup some assets from years past. Who knows? Um, but in terms of swinging big, I don't see Don Sweeney doing that uh, at this trade deadline. So that's what's more likely Wednesday. We'll do this again next week or, or maybe open up the mailbag again. But coming up, we are going to preview tonight's pretty big game. I mean, they're all pretty big coming up against the Carolina Hurricanes. If you want to play daily fantasy sports, there's no better place to get in on the action than Sleeper. And you know why? You can win up to 100 times your bet on Sleeper. Regardless of where the Bruins are in the standings, you can win big every night by playing daily fantasy hockey. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, David Pasternak will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, and more in any given game. To win 100 times your bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the huge news in hockey this morning where five members of the 2018 World Junior Hockey Club for Canada have been told to surrender to London, Ontario police to face charges of sexual assault. No speculation as to who it is, um, but just a quick reminder to say that we support anyone who has been through anything like this and uh, just take care of yourselves on social media today with uh, with this going around because it's a, a really tough story to be sure. And we hope uh, the victim and everybody who's a victim is supported uh, through this. All right, the Bruins take on the Carolina Hurricanes here on Wednesday evening. It's a 7.30 p.m. start and should be a good one. 
Carolina Hurricanes, you know, not quite the powerhouse that they have been in years past. Uh, they're 7-2-1 and one over their last 10, however, coming off a loss to the Minnesota Wild the other night. The Bruins, of course, riding a nine-game point streak, 6-1-3 and three over their last 10 games. Now, Pyotr Kachetkov leads the way in net for Carolina, but he's been out for several games as a result of uh, being put in concussion protocol. It's been Auntie Ranta nailing things down, but he's got a pretty poor save percentage, and they just picked up Spencer Martin on waivers from the Columbus Blue Jackets, so he could perhaps be making his team debut. Altogether, this is the team that the Bruins should be able to continue their recent run of offensive success against. They are 14th ranked defensively, 3.02 goals allowed per game. Uh, pretty good offensively. They're ranked ninth, but their power play is pretty bad. 27%. Oh, actually, it's very good. At 27% ranked third, and they're fifth in terms of penalty kill at 83.3. The Bruins are fourth in both of those categories. So special teams will be tight tonight. And these two teams are pretty evenly matched offensively as well. The Bruins rank seventh, Carolina ninth, as I mentioned, but defensively is where things should sway Boston's way. They're ranked fourth, giving up 2.61 goals per game, whereas Carolina's given up 3.02. And again, part of that is the goaltending situation. Sebastian Ajo leads the way in scoring for them, but there's a pretty big drop-off to second place. Uh, Seth Jarvis on the blue line. They have our old friend Dmitry Orlov, who's kind of struggling to fit in there. Only 16 points in 45 games. Brent Burns leading the way on the blue line with 26 points, one ahead of Brady Shea. Their hottest player over the last five games is Jarvis with six points. Boston. It's David Pochnock with five goals, five assists over the last five games. As I mentioned the other day, though, Carolina is one of those teams that perhaps isn't as high in the standings, but their underlying numbers are very solid. And uh, this could be a game that, you know, first of a back-to-back for the Bruins. They have to travel after this one to Ottawa. So it's one you want to at least get a point out of heading onto the road to face the Senators tomorrow night with cross-border travel. Right now, the Hurricanes are third in the Metropolitan Division, one point back of the Flyers, but with three games in hand. So by way of point percentage, they're second in the Metro, and in the East, they are fourth with a plus 15 goal differential, which is also fourth. So not quite a powerhouse in the East, but still a very, very good team and one the Bruins do not want to take lightly by any stretch of the imagination. All right, that's it for today's episode, my friends. It should be a good one tonight. Join me tomorrow for a full recap of tonight's game with the the stars to keep an eye on. I should mention as well, One of the reasons the Bruins are successful lately is their third period dominance. They have had issues with that earlier this season, but during this nine-game point streak, they have a plus 14 goal differential. 17-4, three against, which is fantastic. And like I mentioned off the top, 
grapes, a huge part of it. Jacob Lauko, two games, sorry, two goals over his past three games. And uh, he's the most famous grapes in hockey. Forget Don Cherry. It is Jacob Lauko. He said he usually has a lot of fruit before games. Things started going well for him when he switched over to grapes. So um, he said he tried grapes one day. He scored two goals. So he's keeping it going. And that's why you see him with grapes. And whether it's the grapes or third line promotion, his game has certainly been a lot more appealing to Bruins fans. And we hope that continues tonight. All right. I hope everybody has a great day. Please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And we'll talk to you again here tomorrow on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day.